Hey, this is Latif Mikado, and you're listening to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast, where I take some time each night to try and reflect on the freestyle scene, where it is, where it's going, and try to figure out how to sustain it, not just for future generations to enjoy, but also to benefit. So sit back, relax, and let's talk some freestyle. Hey, what's up? It's Latif, and welcome to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast. This is episode 159, Sunday night. Hoping you guys are doing well. Um, I'm outside. It's a little humid. Humid. Still cold, though. So, it's bearable. Um, pretty slow day. Uh, the only negative is uh, having issues with this AC again. So, so, I'm finding out what the problem is. So, apparently, the problem that I'm having is uh, uh, the compatibility of the unit, the outside unit with the the inside unit. I had it changed out and um, so they have to come over and check it out and see what the problem is. Uh, Just really uh, go through it. So I'm, I don't know. (laughs) I got to cool this place off though, you know? So back, back on with the window units. You know, thank God it does cool out the house, so it's not you know unbearable. We can, we can survive it. You know, I like my house at like, you know, 70 degrees. I mean, I would do lower, but Angel complains, so sometimes we kind of go around 72. That's actually very comfortable uh, for my house if I could keep it at 72. And um, you know, so hey man, so I guess I, I gotta deal with it. I'm cool. I'm cool. No, no biggie. There's uh, there's people with bigger problems than what I have. Um, what else is going on? Uh, just uh, reaching out to a lot of my promoters. I'm starting to get calls now. People are actually starting to call for shows. So they're just getting prices right now. I had a few calls coming from New York, California, Texas, Florida. And, um, but it still might be an issue because my girls, the cover girls are in different areas. So we got to see who's, uh, who, what's, what cities are opening up. Um, is it, does it make sense to do a show right now? Like, will they get capacity? Because we can't compromise like on anything on fee or anything because of the possibility that. 50% 50% of the people might show up. So we can't deal with that. Um, if they cannot handle the full amount, which I, I'm totally, I totally understand. Hold on one second. I got the little MG midget making all this noise. <clears throat> but anyway, um, yeah, if they can't afford to do it the right way, I prefer they not do it. And that goes like with any act, not just us. If you can't afford to do it the right way, just don't do it. Don't, don't compromise. There's going to be a few artists that are going to, you know, jump on the opportunity to go out there and, um, and uh, you know, do a show because they got to pay bills. I understand, but that can that could be detrimental right now for your career. That could be that that's not necessarily a good move because no matter what, whenever there's a, a a decline on ticket sales or it's just like a dead show, like not too many people showed up, the artists immediately get blamed. Remember, I'm an agent. I hear it all the time. So when I'm sitting there. 
with the promoters and we're talking about you know we're going through the roster who we, who they might be interested in and I bring you know I bring up certain acts I'll be like no you know they were just in uh this club in Texas and I heard they only pulled in 20 people and I try to tell them all the time I'm like you can't go by that at all if anything go by me I will tell you who packs because I've seen I've seen the dead shows and I've seen the the hits but you can't go by that because the artist, the reason why, you know, you want to book them or the reason why people come to see them is because the artist did their job. They got the hits. They honestly got the hits. They already have the hits. Now, if you're dealing with acts who never really had the hits, maybe some of the B or C list acts that really don't have a draw, they're very regional. See, that's the thing with the B and C acts is they're regional. You know, people are like, oh, they don't draw. No, it's not that they don't draw. Is that they don't draw everywhere. So you might have an act that does really good in Florida. It's a B, a B list act. You could put that act in any club and they'll do pretty good, but you can't send them to New York or California or Texas. There's no pull, you know? Then you have those acts that pretty much all the freestyle markets, they're good. They can, they can draw. I'm fortunate because. My girls, both the cover girls and Little Susie, as well as SAL, can do well in all markets. There's not one market that they don't do well. Now, <clears throat> cover girls and Little Susie can basically do anywhere. We could do everything from Miami to Maui. We could do anything in Texas, California, both North and South, New York, Jersey, Philly, everywhere. When we did SAL, that's not really the case with Lizette. Lizette is good. She's a great New York artist. Uh, there's some areas in the Bay Area she does well. But it's but Texas is difficult for her. Chicago's okay. I think Florida's okay. But you can't really, it's, you know, New Mexico is hard. Arizona's hard for her. My girls, I can send them to all those markets and they'll kill it. They'll kill it. And we're fortunate. There's a handful of acts that can do that, you know. Um... But the majority of them cannot, you know. So I think with my acts, I think we really, uh, we really, uh, I really lucked out with that. You know, there I have no, but, 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 I got to throw, let me throw a little credit my way. I did put a lot of marketing hustle behind them. So that could be the reason. And then really, when I really think about it, because I'm thinking about this right now as I'm speaking when I'm really thinking about it, again, the three acts that do well in all the markets were the acts that I was behind. Lil Susie, Cover Girls, SAL. So, and yeah, I do a lot of marketing and I have put a lot of marketing muscle behind them. And most of my marketing muscle was organic. So it wasn't that I had to, you know, sit there and run ads and do this. No, this was straight up organic promotions, you know, you know, putting them out there, you know, putting flyers out there, you know, getting them involved with certain things, doing photo shoots, you know, whatever the case may be, um, you know, plugging them, giving them uh, different angles, you know, so, uh, so I got to give myself a little credit for that, you know, and I'll be real until I spoke about it right now, never really gave myself credit. Others have, others have, the girls have actually, the girls have. Um, so, I mean, it just, it only makes sense. It only makes sense. Can I do this for other acts? I, I believe so. It's not overnight though. See, that's the whole thing. It's not overnight. So if an act comes to me, number one, first of all, 
I have to feel the act. I really do. If I'm not feeling the act, I can't do much. Also, really, I need exclusivity. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I need exclusivity. And this has happened so many times with me where I would start working. An act would call me. Hey, La, what's up? Man, man, put me down your roster, man. You know, try to get me some shows. And I might be a fan. I'm not a fan of all the freestyle acts. You know, a lot of them I am, but there's a lot of them that I'm not. It's probably a 50-50 split. Um, I like them as people, maybe. Uh, I can't, Maybe I like their show. Uh, maybe they, they could have, you know, 10 songs. There's maybe one that I like, you know. Um, but uh, <clears throat> there's others that I like their music and I really don't like them or I don't like their performance or I think their atti- the attitude is kind of sucky. You know, but I've had acts who have come to me and say, yo, La, can can you hook me up? Can you put me on the roster? I see the girls doing this. I, this is what they say. Man, I saw the girls, man. You got them in Texas. You got them in California. You got them in Chicago. You got them in Florida. You got them in Arizona. But can you hook me up? So I'll be like, okay. The problem, the problem, the problem is it's not an overnight thing. It's not something I can do right away. See, the girls I didn't do right away. It took years. It took years. Now, another act might not take years, but at the very least, they might take a year. But what happens is, is what happens. And it happens a lot. And the artists know who I'm talking about. I'll work them. I'll work them. I'll blast them. I'll promote them. Put them out there. Put them out there. You know, try to link them. I'll get them a couple shows with my acts, with my artists. Um, I'll book them here, book them there. But then next thing you know, they're taking the show from directly. So I'm out of the picture. And they're taking the show, and it's always with an excuse. Oh, la, yeah, we owed them a show. Hmm, okay, it's a lie. Oh, la, um, yeah, I gave him a discount because he's a friend. They, they book us all the time. Okay, a lot of times that's a lie, too. Uh... And it gets to the point where they basically, I was this inflated, excited. You know, you know, when you look at a balloon, it's it's inflated. It's still like there's a lot of pressure inside of it. Well, that's me. That's my excitement. It's really like a lot of pressure in a, in a balloon. I get excited. I get excited. And when they do something like that, it's like they just put a pin in it. Now, it has nothing to do with the money. Because the money for a lot of these freestyle acts, they don't make enough. It takes a lot of shows for me to make anything that's significant. I have to book a lot of artists. I, I, or I have to book an artist uh, many times before I can make the money that I make off one Little Susie or one CoverGirl show. Okay? So right there it tells you it's not about the money. What it is is that if you're in my camp... You know, we have to be true. We have to stay loyal. Because you know how embarrassing it is? Oh, you know how embarrassing it is that I'm talking to a promoter. I pick up the phone and I call a promoter. I say, hey, what's up, John? Hey, what's up? Uh, I say, so what you got going? I don't know, man. You know, who you got? Who you got? I want to see if I put somebody on. And um, I need somebody for, you know, July 14th. I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's do this act. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. You know, I I spoke to them yesterday, so I'm gonna I'm booking them, but I'm booking them in September. 
you know, or a lot of times they'll hear me out. That gets, that makes it gets worse. It gets worse like that because they'll hear me out. So I'll be like, hey man, let's, um, why don't we book this act, man? You know, we could put a nice campaign behind them. This is how much they go for. Um, and they'll listen to me. I said, you know, I got them exclusive. We can do some drops. I'll get this done. They work good here. We, and they'll let me freaking speak only to tell me, yeah, you know, I spoke to them yesterday. I reached out and um, they, um, well, I just got a contract in for next for September. They're going to do a show in September for me. Yeah, and, you know, the, the, the price that you quoted me, I, you know, I got them half that price going direct now you guys tell me what does that do to me number one it looks like i'm the one that comes up with the price no i was i was pitching the price that the artist asked me to pitch okay but now this promoter went direct to the artist and got the artist for half the price okay so that makes it seem as though i'm up in the price now just using a number if I would normally get the artist $3,000 and the artist just sold themselves for $1,500, right away those promoters feel as though I'm pocketing the other $1,500. Okay? So not only will that promoter not book those artists from me, there's a good chance they're not going to book any artist from me. Because no matter what artist I pitch, right away they're going to divide it in half and say, oh, yeah. So this $10,000 act or this $12,000 act is probably only about $3,000, you know, and, and it just creates a really bad, a bad name for me. So I've gotten now to the point where I'm, I'm not pulling in acts exclusive. If I do, uh, man, first of all, it has to be an act that I know I can sell. I give it a shot and I, I got to be blunt with them, you know. If they diss me, I don't care if someone else, if another agent pulls them in, you know, that shit has to come back my way. See, it's not only about the money. Yeah, the money got to come my way too. Okay, because I'm not working for free anymore. I've done a lot of favors over the years. That's not happening anymore. <laughs> um, but not only do they have to, the, does my commission have to come my way, but also the deal. I want to administer the deal. I need to control the deal. I can't take my promoter and put my promoter in the hands of another agent. That's stupid. So I can't do anything like that. That's not what I'm going to do. So, but, uh, but yeah, you know, so, you know, so when this whole thing is over, man, I mean, I have like a whole new perspective, um, on outside acts. I, uh, I'll always remain a, an agent because I'm really good at it. I'm always good. But guys, remember, I don't only book freestyle. I book a lot of old school hip-hop, rock bass, Sugar Hill Gang, Grandmaster Flash, Scorpio, JJ Fad. Um, so, um, and then I do a lot of uh, current acts, you know. I do... Uh, when, I have to, when, I, when I get called for them, I can do them. I do some of the reggaeton acts. Um... You know, also, uh, um, I do, you know, acts like Vanilla Ice, MC Hammer, uh, you know. So, um, yeah, so anyway, I'm sorry, guys. There's, uh, like, ruckus going on across the street. Of course, of course, because uh, I'm doing a podcast. That's what's supposed to happen. 
and they want to go and hang out in the street. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, I swear I own this block, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> I see people. I'm like, they're violating. Hey, man, podcast in session, man. All right. Shh, keep it quiet. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're going in. Yeah. So, but yeah, when this thing, whole, uh, this whole thing uh, opens back up, man, uh, I'm looking to make some serious changes. Listen, I've done bookings for a long time, long time. And, um, you know, I was proud of my roster. I was proud of what I was able to do. Um, but uh, I need to put priorities. I can't, you know, I spent most of my career behind other people, other artists. See, this is why I put so much effort into my own uh, artistic abilities, whether that's writing books, doing TikToks, writing blogs, podcasts, whatever the case may be, anything that... You know, I myself create. Um, you know, I still have my main acts, which are, of course, the Cover Girls and Susie, as well as Angel OCG, her solo stuff. You know, so and they've they've proven their loyalty beyond comprehension. So, no qualms there. They are mine. I will always have their back forever. Um, the other acts, yes, if people call me and they want Stevie or they want TKA or they want this one, I'm there. I got you. I'm got you. I'll put on a phone call. I'll minister the contract. I'll book the show and we'll make it happen. I'll try to build that, uh, build that, uh, relationship with the promoter, you know, but to go out there and start pumping them like I used to, you guys got to remember, I used to do, um, an e-blast called Freestyle Blast. Now I still do it, but it's not the roster anymore. Before it was the roster. So, like, you know, every day there'll be a, a new email that went out and it would reach hundreds of thousands of people um, promoting these individual acts. And all I was doing, I learned that all I was doing when I was doing that was giving promoters ideas because those acts were not exclusive with me. So and then with Facebook. So what was happening is these artists will, you know, it will, you know, they'll see the roster and they'll see an act. They'll be like. Oh, shit, I didn't know that act was still performing. Yo, I love that act, man. But they will not think about calling me because in their mind, why should I go to an agent? Let me first see if I can find the artist on Facebook. And that's what they'll do. They'll go on Facebook and they'll try to look for the artist. One of the reasons these promoters like to do that is they really just like, as a fan, they like that interaction. They just like, uh, and I had a promoter. I said this before. I had a promoter who... I didn't understand. I used to tell them all the time. I'm like, why do you always call the artist direct? And then you have issues with them. And then you complain about them. And then you call me and then you're dissing them. You're saying, yeah, I was talking to this broke-ass artist and da-da-da. The artists don't realize that this is what these promoters talk about. And when I asked this promoter, I said, why do you continue booking the acts? I get them for the same exact price that you're paying. And he said, I like to fraternize with the artists. I was like, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, I like to fraternize with the artists. I was like, that is freaking crazy. Are you serious? I'm like, as a promoter, you can still fraternize them, but you got to gotta have that distance, man. Listen, the artists, they're going to love you as, as long as you're paying them. I've seen him. I've seen it happens all the time. Listen, it's, not, it's nothing wrong with that, but you got to realize this, you know, when you go into a grocery store, the person behind the counter is going to serve you. It's going to help you. 
He's going to, you know, try to accommodate you. He's going to try to look for that thing that you're, that can of beans that you're looking with the low salt. And he's going to go over to the shelf and try to find those beans. And then he's going to go to the back and break open a box and pull out and say, listen, these are the last four beans, cans. Uh, I'll give them to you for half price. He's going to help you out. He's going to hook you up. But guess what? The minute your ass walks out the store, you're done. He's dealing now with the new customer. That's business. That is business. And the promoters need to realize this. A promoter can will only really book an artist once, maybe twice a year. That's it. You know? So even with the artist, it makes no sense. It's like, you know, you're going direct where you should be sending someone to an agent, whether it's me or somebody else. Keep keep uh, the, the line of command in order. You'll get so much more work. They don't get it. They're saving their little 10 or 15%. But now there's no one, you know, rooting for them. Doesn't look good for an artist to be pumping their own shows and trying to, you know, make phone calls and ask for their own gigs. That's real cheesy, man. <laughs> and I hear it all the time with the promoter. Yeah, man, this this artist, man, she's a pain, man. I book her once, man. She calls me every week, seeing if I need, if, if I want to book her again. I was like, yeah, I just had you. And they start, you know, breaking down the price and giving them discount. Oh, it becomes a mess. So... But I hope some artists, you know, listen to this, man. Uh, they know who they are, though. They know the... A lot of them do it. A lot of them do it. And uh, I just think it's bad business. I don't think it ever paid off for them, for any of them. Now, there's a few they'll send work towards me or they'll send it to Salvatello. Okay, cool. Yeah, do your thing. I don't care. I don't have a problem with that. The whole idea is to have someone, you know, along the, the chain of command. If you're really serious about your business, you know, that's the way to do it. That's the way that Hollywood does it like that. They still do it like that. Hip hop is still do it like that. Try to call hip hop a direct. I'm talking about real hip hop, not old school, you know, that does freestyle shows. I'm talking about, you know, some of the new dudes now, you know, that are pretty much maybe not with exclusive with an agency, you know? They'll still have some agent or somebody, or they'll have some sort of chain of command that's handling the business, you know? It just looks better. It looks better. And it gives the artist an opportunity, an exit door. Because if an artist doesn't want to do something, they can easily, or they don't want to do it for that price, they can just tell whoever's repping them to say, yeah, see if we can get another, you know, $1,000 out of the deal, you know? But uh, when they do that directly them, themselves, they look stupid. They look dumb. They look hungry. It just doesn't, it's a bad look. It's a bad look, so... But anyway, all right, guys, that's it for tonight, man. I appreciate you tuning in. Um, I'm cool. I'm uh, I'm cool. Uh, things things are okay. Things are okay. I'm I'm good. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to you guys. Um, it's really really good, good exercise for me. Good therapy. I really appreciate this. I'm really excited. I'm so excited. I think about doing this podcast you know, every day. I just feel like in time I'm gonna get better. And um, I'm excited about it. So, and I appreciate you guys who tune in and, um, and just hang in there with me constantly, you know, regardless of what the conversation is, you know. So anyway, listen, be cool, be safe. Uh, God bless. And until tomorrow, good night, Freestyle. Before I lay me down to sleep, I pray to hear a freestyle beat. For if I die before I wake, I hope to make it to the break.